So everyone, what do you think the next generation of our podcasts would be like? <laughs> Are they going to be including our children? I think OGT Pod and You Know What I Like podcast is going to produce one offspring each, and they're going to get into adventures okay. with each other. So what's that? What's that? What's the OGT kid going to be like? I feel like it's both going to be like really, really positive because like both of our <laughs> podcasts are positive, but maybe like too <laughs> positive where like it's that like asshole person who can't admit when something is wrong. <laughs> it's very close to what we've got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just constant denial. Yeah. It's um, been very effective for us. Is that not the last year of my life? Going off of Descendants rule, you inherit some of the personality traits. But sort of musically. See, so li- definitely... see, like you say musically, but like it's also you talk, sing. So, that, <laughs> so like you don't have to like learn how to sing properly. So I guess that's easier. So we're making <laughs> our lives, the lives of our children easier, I'm guessing then. Depends if I pass down the many diseases. Um, <laughs> my, my child will be a yeah, side trance producer hooked up to a ventilator. Um, Hold on, is you being a side chance producer what you're listing as one of your diseases? No, that's the musical, well, in a, in a way, it, yeah, it's a, it's a sickness, you know, like the kids would say. Fuck yeah, sickness, mate. Terminal illness. Um, is that how the kids talk, Paul? That, absolutely. I've known a few, um, in, including my dear son. Oh, that is well ventilated, mate. My dear sick son. Yes, he... He's inherited the musical the musical gene of that bit, but also the fact that he needs to be carted around in an iron iron lung. I'm now getting weird Secret Garden vibes, but with singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Is that the dynamic? Maybe um, you know what I like. Podcast kid is gonna come and like show OGT kid all of the wonders of going outside. Yeah. But he dies instantly. Is the problem? It <laughs> backfires. It's a very short podcast. <laughs> Eventually, we'll. We'll turn up, kick our kids off, and just carry on. Yeah, <laughs> it's what the people want. <laughs> we will never die. Fuck yeah! Why would Gen Y need kids? We're gonna live forever. I'm an angry girl with a bad plan. <laughs> we are knee-deep in Recommendations Month, people, and we are joined this week by Serial Recommenders. You know what I like, podcast? Yeah. Introduce only yourselves. <laughs> I'm Mark. I'm Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little about You Know What I Like? Um, you Know What I Like is a monthly podcast where we enthusiastically flail about all of our favourite pieces of pop culture. Um, we take it in turns to pick topics for the other one to get to know, and then we see if we can convince them to feel the same way, which has uh, variable amounts of success. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it, it has not gone well. <laughs> kind yeah. of, there was only a way of demonstrating that to the people. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they have cast a spell on our viewing habits and turned it all <laughs> into Disney's Descendants 2. Yeah. Everybody wants me to be this lady of the court and I have no idea how to keep up the act. Don't you ever miss screaming at people and just making them run away from you? Not really. This isn't the Isle of the Lost, Mal. Believe me, I know that. I don't belong here. Mal's gone back to the Isle. I'm back. Um, I wanted to kind of keep our recommendation scale on the very cheesy pop vein. <laughs> Mission accomplished. This I is don't very really know much why. the next generation seeing double. God. Yeah. Good to have you back, guys. <laughs> Hello. Always a pleasure, I'm sure. It is the middle part of high school musical director Kenny Ortega's uh. musical fantasy trilogy. Critics reacted to the film like a poor person at, a, at their cotillion. <laughs> Let's stand for it. Never. Brian Lowry. Lowry. Mm. Yeah. Struggled with that, I didn't expect to, but there you go. Brian Lowry at CNN uh, said, While the first exhibited flashes of inspiration, the second feels entirely phoned in, as if it could skate by on the title alone. I mean, when I heard the title, I thought it might be a sequel to George Clooney's... Yeah. um, (laughs) existential Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) Oscar winning existential as you say. So um, it got me, it lured me in. Did Descendants 2 skate by? I, I, I remember more of those two hours... I do most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I 
more of it than meeting any person <laughs> in my life. Skated by and then dragged <laughs> me along. Um, it was definitely not as quick passing as I remember the first time watching this. <laughs> Two hour breeze. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. This is like um the end of Contact, where it looks like Jodie Foster just flew through the middle of the sphere, but then they listened back and there was eight hours of recording because I only saw the fall. <laughs> For me, it passed by like a like an ice cream headache. Oh god, audiences on the other tentacle were all about scratching that dog's butt. Frida Kasanchi on Google said, "It is legit." amazing and inspiring it's all three it's legit <laughs> it's <Fuck>. legit okay <laughs> legit what <laughs> it's just legit but oh. things just are now it's something <laughs> generation y is notoriously existential things are you know, <laughs> etra okay it doesn't need etra s things etra <laughs> etc <laughs> so if there was someone who hasn't watched it yet my advice to them is that they should watch it <laughs> and believe me they will have a blast unless due to some complications but hey, nevertheless, they will enjoy it. What complications? <laughs> yeah, I had a myocardial infarction during the film, so. <laughs> but in spite of that complication, I really enjoyed it. The complication of it being shit. <laughs> <laughs> Paul keeping his cards close to the chest as usual. Classic Paul. Okay, there's the note for me to put in the uh, Threeman bit that I'll definitely have done before we record. Excellent. So, uh, yep. Wow. Fantastic. I'll be doing that whilst you're talking about your incredibly well-considered opinions and such that I won't be listening to. Do we need to get some reaction <laughs> sounds in then? No, I will legitimately do it and I'll oh, okay. put it in. I'll, as soon as I've done it, I will stop the plot rundown dead in its <laughs> tracks to, to fucking get this out. Okay. I mean, we could record some figure this out. Uh, reactions anyway, just because they, they do seem to, they do come yeah, in handy. Good, yeah. Ooh. Oh! Ah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> too far, Paul, too far. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I feel I have all I need for the rest of the podcast, really. You can just leave. Bye, everyone. <laughs> uh, the film has 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, higher Gosh. than we usually allow, and 1% one percent less than Interstellar, Paul. We're glad to hear. Oh, great. That is good, I'm glad. <laughs> 6.5 on IMDb, a 5 more than Interstellar. And was seen by 8.92 million people on the night of its premiere, 21 million people in total. Uh, here's a fun fact. At least 13 million people watched a minute of the film. <laughs> so the opposite Last of Us 2. <laughs> Lucky them. I, I mean, if 13 p- million people listened to a minute of this, we quids in. We'd be able to keep hold of at least five of them after that. Yeah. And four of those people are on this call. <laughs> <laughs> but that extra one. Damn it, statistic. Probably now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so no, she doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> Who here has seen Descendants One? So me and Sophie have had like a tradition it of definitely came from you. Um, I think it came from me. It probably came from me. <laughs> one of us grew up with Disney Channel, and one of us did not. <laughs> Put all the blame on me. <laughs> yes. So I grew up with it. So now I make Sophie watch the new <laughs> film it. that comes out that um that year, like every Christmas. So we've watched all three of these films and we've seen like the Teen Beach movie films and the sequel. The crucial point <laughs> is that we usually try and turn them into a drinking game, which definitely right, increases yeah, the that. enjoyment level. It does. And we heckle. Yeah. I guess so. how watching this with another person would help. <laughs> oh God, it's just as fun alone, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did the two of you just watch the second one then? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've only seen the second one, and it might be how it stays, and unless we have you back on and decide to carry on with this saga. You weren't curious? Because um, I'll tell you what, uh, someone who really doesn't give a fuck whether or not you've seen the first one or not is this movie. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't stop to fill you in at I all. I did wonder that. That it, like it might not make like any sense, and as soon as I was watching it, like I was like, oh no, I feel really bad for saying to just watch the second one now. Well, <laughs> there were there were two or three lines in there. Um, they they were on the island. They were bad, and now they're they're not on the <laughs> island. They were brought over by Ben. Ben. I mean, King. something that's very crucially not explained within the film is that these are the kids of Disney yes. villains at high <laughs> yes. school together. The, the as we would call it, the conceit of the film. Well, an hour in, they mentioned that what's her face <laughs> is the daughter of Ursula, and yes. that was. Then I went, oh, <laughs> I that's, get it. that's this. Okay. The okay. last hour makes so much more sense now. Does it? <laughs> This is exactly what Mulan's kid would be up to. You can't deny that. See, like, the problem <laughs> oh, that I thanks. had with, like, a lot of that conceit is that I don't know the names of many of the characters. I just know them as the kids of the villain. 
So I'm like, yeah, exactly. I will be calling her Ursula exactly. several times. <laughs> like this uh, that is Mulan. <laughs> like there's, like that's just how it goes. Yeah. So which one enough. is which one is Mulan's kid? Um, the uh, one who was wanted to be in the. Uh, I was gonna say the Asian one. I don't know why I held back. I was just like, oh no, yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> the one with the swords and <laughs> it's the one with the swords. The one who oh, wanted to yes, be in the, yes, in of the course, thing. Of course. And then so let's just run down the characters before we start with the plot. Okay. Um, Jafar's kid is the. Um, um his name is Jay, who has the long hair. He has the oh, long hair. Okay. And then the other kid, whose kid is that? Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville's yes. kid oh, is okay. the white shock of hair. So like you aren't to be um aren't like at fault for not knowing that because the film also does not seem to know that. They very rarely reference. Well, it reminded it. me of like <laughs> if they didn't have the rights to do this. Cruella. Cruella Deville. Yes, and then going on to the girls, our main character Mal is the kid of Maleficent and Hades, did I read? That's a spoiler yep. from the third film, oh. so now, now you can't watch the third film. You apologise to the OG team, Paul, for that. Did... <laughs> <laughs> I will. Did they get James Woods back? Because if that's the case, then he would have spoiled it more than I could have. <laughs> I don't think hey, so. They got someone who could also not sing. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, brilliant. Could he lip sync? Because that wasn't 100% on this one either. And also, I don't think not being able to sing got in the way of anyone in this one did it didn't matter in the end once it was forced through the the black hole compressor that they had <laughs> the disney own and have made oh jesus and then there's a one last kid um who's the kid of good people, right? Like, um... King of Goodman. What's her name? Evie. She, no, she's the daughter of the witch from Snow White. Oh. Um, oh. Has she got a name? The, e- the evil queen, I think, is what they call <laughs> okay. her. I think. I, I get it. Okay, because I think I might have looked it up and it was just like, the queen. And I was like, oh, okay, that yeah. sounds like a good guy. But no, of course she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to a rundown then. What happens in this thing? <laughs> Well, they're very, very bad in the first song because yeah. they have so many evil, evil apples. Yes, there's apples <laughs> at first. I haven't felt this much thrown yep. into the deep end since your name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you get ten seconds or so of um, establishing <laughs> shots, and then it's. Just just the song. Just the song it's, with the great lip syncing, especially from Mal. The auto tune. And, and that and that sort of through the throat <laughs> bang, 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 noise that was Britney Spears and then just all of Disney. Um like Disney Channel sitcoms, that kind of thing. Love it. And then you just that's just it now. We're we're in the movie. Um there's a David Icah reference. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that is. There's a fucking you know David Icah, the like the the whole conspiracy theorist lizard people. Person. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, no, a, was there's... that what that question was from the press conference that it flashes to? Well, there's a reference there, but also on the board in the musical, they have um they they have the, the teacher is teaching them an acronym um of I C K E, and it's just so that they can write W at the top and D underneath it to spell wicked, but forgetting that David uh-huh. Icker is a sort of inf- infamous notorious conspiracy theorist. Which to be fair, I was forgetting also, so it's not inconceivable that the entirety of Disney might have or be completely unaware of it. But I recognised it, and um, that's what matters. That shaped the movie for me. Um, yes. So, what's happening with the main chick <laughs> with Mal? Sorry, she's um, she's now with Prince. What's his name? With King what's Ben. King Ben. Yes. Uh, who is the son of uh, Beauty and the Beast? Yep. Hence, their really, really horrible colour scheme of bright blue and bright yellow. Love it. Mm. It's going to be really good when purple gets involved later on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're having a press conference. Things are hard. It's really tough at the moment, actually. Oh, I don't know if people respect this. Yeah. Um, but there are some really great questions um, asked by the yep. reporters. Two that I wrote down were, um, do you like being blonde? And um, is your mother still a lizard? <laughs> <laughs> yep. To be fair, I, I can see women being asked worse questions than that. Yes. <laughs> at press conferences. Yes. And then after that, there was a scene where they cut from outside of the college into the inside of the college. And the color scheme is such that it honestly made me flinch. <laughs> It, like it's very bold it's very bold and in a time when a lot of cinematographers are using two or three primary colors in order to really sort of guide emotional 
you know, journeys through the sequence. I applaud the approach of let's use every colour in every <laughs> shot. So many of those colours are public domain, Paul, now. They've been dumped by, <laughs> you by Roger Deakins and your Wally Fisters. <laughs> that's and true, actually. You're not allowed to use that kind of orange that's in Blade Runner 2049 without slipping Roger D. Roger D. <laughs> <laughs> Roger D. <laughs> down, down. <laughs> comes by in his low rider <laughs> oh god we're yeah I, i'm gonna be able to give this so much more attention once i can announce in exactly one second that there are no three men in this movie <laughs> oh fantastic there's a tremendous number of two men but there are no three men good we can well, watch out all of you um watch out <laughs> oh no sexism mulan's kid isn't allowed to be in the fencing team wow i hope that gets that's resolved. good that's, that, that, that's definitely gonna get resolved and look there's a dog oh wow well, he's cute dog i'm glad he's not yeah, a talking dog like in other Disney's. <laughs> just nice to have a dog. But like it's Chekhov's weird dog. <laughs> I assumed he was a fan favourite from the first one. He's probably the kids of Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> God, because Corella Deville's kid is he's scared of yeah. asking Jane. Who's who's she the daughter of? Fairy Godmother. Yes. Fairy Godmother. Oh yeah, she's in the film, isn't she? That's a thing <laughs> yeah. that I could have just remembered but chose not to. <laughs> yeah, she's organising the cotillion and Corella Deville's kids just too nervous to ask her, so Aww. yeah, it's that for now. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> there is definitely that. Mal is using magic to learn stuff and cook stuff yeah. and making her hair blonde. So yeah, she's cheating on she's cheating on everyone with her use of magic, which nobody else in this enchanted kingdom is apparently doing. Yeah, why? Because they're suckers. <laughs> <laughs> It was like tax evasion. Everyone would do it if they had the guts. <laughs> and that's the real superpower, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the only one most of us have. So um, I say, when you start earning enough money, it's yeah, you've earned it. Keep it. Definitely. She's definitely earned enough magic to just be using it willy-nilly at this stage. Yes, we, we, get, we meet Ursula's daughter. God almighty, this is the worst plot we've ever had to write down. <laughs> It's, here's a thing here's another thing it's a lot all here's over the place it really is mm. Ursula's daughter comes up and she sings a song it's great yep tell them who's in charge so they don't forget what's my name what's my name say you there what's my name what's my name and what's her name gets found out for cheating and yeah. so she rides her bike to the CGI effect that she used to call home <laughs> oh wait her boyfriend finds her I've got, I've got to stop this, everyone. Corella Deville's kid gets a, a magic pellet from Maleficent's daughter that's going to help him speak the absolute truth whenever it comes to his mind. Oh, yeah. Which seems great, and I'm, and I'm curious how they're going to make an issue of this as he takes it and learns from his actions. Oh, the dog got it, and now the dog talks. Man, that thing was nasty. And you? You just got to man up. And while you're at it, scratch my butt. Hey, oh, dog's talking, everyone. so much happier now. Oh, it's good. It's time for the dog's arc. What's the dog gonna say? Oh, and well. um, you forgot the most important character. He's crucial. Hook's son. Uh-huh. He was there. <laughs> oh yeah, he's here. I'm Hook's son. I'm from. Um, who doesn't Scotland. actually need a hook, but just holds it with his hand. Yes. <laughs> I kind of wanted to bring up. I don't understand what his accent is trying to be. Is he a pirate? Is he no. Scottish? I don't understand. I think. So. Well, well, well. What a nice surprise. Just wait until Uma gives you back. She's never going to give you back your old territory. I, I, he's I a Scottish pirate. He's, he's doing Doolittle. He's doing Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle voice is what he seems to be doing. He was years doing. ahead of his time. <laughs> oh, he was. Three years ahead of his time. Oh, Christ, I can um, really do have a break from all of these garish sets. Oh, boy, a hair dye shop. <laughs> <laughs> A place of paint. We meet Griselda's kid, Grizzy, and she makes and she makes um our main character's hair purple, which gets teased and unveiled in the same way as like Batman's new car would get teased <laughs> and unveiled. And I understand all of this a bit better as a result. <laughs> oh, I get it. Um, speaking my language. The name of the shop, though, I thought was pretty great. What's that? Um, curl up and die, but die D Y E. That's that pretty good. Pretty great. That pretty is really good. good. I enjoy that. So. <laughs> the, the the rest of the kids now have to go to the same island of, of crazy villains yeah. to rescue or to bring Mal back. And they take yeah. Ben Benny King along with them. And <laughs> The more often you say Mal's name, the more often I can pretend this is Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Cobb is... Oh. Yeah, Cobb, Cobb's just screaming Jesus Christ over and over again. Wait He's... for my sequel in which all the people from Inception have kids and do... <laughs> go to high school God, together. Fucking great. Um but unfortunately for now, we're on Pirate Island and um, they, they, do, they do a song about well, being bad. 
which is good. Well, they do a song about playing it cool and keeping a yeah. low profile. They do an elaborate dance number to, um, <laughs> yep. to communicate this. Which I fully believe was only included because someone was like, you know what phrase the kids are using? Chilling like a villain. <laughs> and then they were like, let's make a song out of it, lads. We'll oh, do it. Yeah. You catch this feeling, you'll be chilling, chilling. Wait, you're saying that the song didn't come first? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Oh, Christ. Uh, The children of evil sorcerers need to leave the pirate island and return to their enchanted castle, which is a high school, to access the 3D printer that's there. (laughs) Like, didn't you magic up a convincing and fragrant and tasty meal like two minutes ago? But no, we got to get to the fucking HP I've got back home. Uh, But that's because Ben is kidnapped. Shock horror. Oh, shit. Everyone oh, no. is now afraid for her yep. safety. And and she and Mal can't use the wand she has to to do do that either. <laughs> yeah, they can't use the magic she has to just fucking kill them all and break them out. <laughs> just break it. They're gonna do backs. an elaborate ruse. <laughs> oh boy. They're gonna make a fake wand and hand it over in exchange for Ben. Oh wait, wait, wait. The um, doctor's amaze balls, everyone. Oh Amaze balls. Oh Uh-oh. my god, Google translate that for me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the two girls, Evie and Mal, they open up a bit and decide to compare lip-syncing skills. <laughs> Mal doesn't win. <laughs> Mal definitely doesn't win. You can find me in the space between two worlds come to me I'll never be out of reach Cause you're a part of me so you can find me in the space between uh, There is, however, during that sequence a flashback to the first film which looks comparatively muted. Yeah. Um. And also, like, it's the gayest song that was ever written. That is not a gay song. Yeah. That that was um intimate. <laughs> that entire song was more romantic than every single interaction Mal and Ben have in the entire three films. Aww. Maybe it's just that I've been at Flair all week, but I was expecting it to go a different way, and I was like, "Hey, Disney!" Oh no. <laughs> Kenny Ortega keeps trying his very best to make Disney gay, and they keep turning him down. <laughs> You've got to think about China. I don't want to. <laughs> Stop making me. got to sell it then. Uh-oh. A villain song, so obviously it's hip-hop. Disney. Oh, oh God, Disney. They they, they consulted their rap experts. And um, they, <laughs> they, 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 they got them to write some great lines and didn't teach the kids how anything about rhythm or cadence. I'll throw him overboard and let him swim with killer sharks. You weave the hands over the wands or he'll be ripped apart. Let's all just be smart. Although for you that must be hard. You'll get your wand. No one has to come to any harm. Don't try to intimidate. Your bark is much worse than your bite. Who's the baddest of them all? I guess we're finding out tonight. They said, just say them. That's what rap is. Saying it. I enjoyed it. It reminded me of the epic rap battles of history. Oh, Christ. Fuck you. Get out. <laughs> um, but ju- but just before the villain song, when they have their big uh-huh. fight, um, yes. there is a good conversation between um, Ben and Uma, who is um, um, oh, Ursula's yeah. daughter, where mm. she, like, basically, she tells him how shit life is. Because what you two mm. um, don't know, probably, is just that this island exists because all of the villains from disney got locked up on this island and now they live there forever and like all of their kids are stuck on this island because their parents are villains so she is so she is like like understandably so angry at ben yeah when he's like no but i'll just come and be nice to you and she's like fuck off seriously (laughs) i am not going to listen to you yeah it's like fuck you guy I'm going to take what's ours. It is an interesting political dynamic that I will be curious about discussing shortly. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they handed the 3D printed wand. She uses it once, decide it doesn't work, and then breaks it over her knee. Maybe that was just a bad rhyme. Give it a n- one more go. Um, there's some swashbuckling. <laughs> so much swashbuckling. So much swashbuckling. And the action isn't great, but the dialogue is spot on for like 90s family action movie. Here, take mine. Hi. Miss me? Let's dance. Nice scarf. It's mine now. Hiya! It's very Guy Freepwood. Fruit brush? Uh, Guy Brush Freepwood. And, That's and, the one. And, and again, stop comparing things to golden nuggets, Paul. I hate you. <laughs> stop besmirching everything I love. It's only gonna... Sh- the shine of those nuggets is just gonna illuminate this further. <laughs> they go for a tunnel to night time. And they get <laughs> away. And they get away, leaving her ruddy spell book behind. Gulp. Oh, she no. needs that sometimes to do magic. She's leaning towards a 3D printer, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, to make a new one. <laughs> Instruction manual's in there. 
Um, they go back to the school, and it's time to resolve the co- central conflicts of the film. Hey, Mal, believe in yourself. There, we're done. <laughs> okay. Sick. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had this sit down. Hey, M- M- Milan's kid, can, uh, do, you want, do you want to be on the team now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. <laughs> they pretty much get it together. And now it's time to get back to the real drama. Planning this cotillion. <laughs> Microsoft spell check isn't sure about that one. <laughs> Doesn't need to be. Do what feels right in your heart. How would you spell cotillion? They have a party. On a boat. Yeah. On a boat set. <laughs> and uh, the king turns up and he's brought Uma with him. Oh, oh no. my Act God. four. Evil Ursula's here in a pretty dress. I haven't been this surprised since the end of The Dark Knight Rises when Bane did that. <laughs> <laughs> but double oh shit. Ben's fallen in love with her. Oh no. It all happened so fast. Something happened to me when I was on the aisle with Uma. The connection. What are you saying? I'm saying... It was love. <laughs> now that's a legitimately interesting... Tw- oh wait, it's magic. Yeah. That's it. I forgot spells exist for a minute. So, um... Hey, it had me going for a minute. Yeah, like, um, Uma has some actual good acting on, like, she's actually, like, being nice, nice for once, and it's like, for like a second, like, you're like, is it real? Hang on a minute, they did spend some time on that shit, maybe they actually, maybe they actually, oh no, magic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, mag- so, magic's magic, I'm still on board, maybe they're gonna have this, this extra act where, you know, they're suddenly living in this dystopian <laughs> society where the, the king's ruling this thing, oh no, it's, she turns into a massive octopus, and Mal turns into <laughs> a dragon. Um, but like, a natural dragon, yeah. yeah. A sound of thunder dragon. Yeah, she turns um, into an octopus and splashes them a bit. Yeah, gross. Yeah. And Mal turns into a fucking dragon. Everyone's a bit damp and she's like, not on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, my favourite bit is when Ben, like, roars yep. as if he too is going to transform. <laughs> and then all he does is he just dives in the water and it's just like, <laughs> now, now, ladies, calm it down. And he just, he just yeah. sort of bobs up and down yeah. in between them. It's just wanted to be evolved. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I really thought he was gonna beast out, and I was like, "Oh shit, his dad's the beast!" But yeah, he just oh. he just dives in and just he manages to calm down the terrifying dragon that is his girlfriend. Stop it! Snarls menacingly behind him, and Uma, who is also just bobbing up and down a bit with with some tentacles around her. I don't think it was a great threat. Well, she has <laughs> those like arm motions as well. You know, she's like swaying <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Instead of trying to steady herself, she really sucks at this. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, but they, she goes off. Yeah. They talk her out of it and she goes away. Mal transforms back into a human, uh, but in a dress that suits her better. So, phew. Good stuff. Finally, a queen I can believe in. Evie is given permission to create a list of kids that are to be brought out of the slums. It's Evie's list. What a great idea, Evie, says the king. And then we'll build a wall around the rest of them. Fuck them. <laughs> they can never leave. You know, the thing about, the thing about assimilation, uh, not assimilation, what's the word? Desegregation? What's the opposite of segregation? <laughs> Damn it. Um, Integration? Yeah. Yes. What's the, yes what's is the, the good opposite one? of segregation. It's a bad one. What's the one where they don't have to give up all of their cultural identity? Whatever that is. <laughs> you can rush into it as the thing, is what we all need to bear in mind. You've got to do it gradually. <laughs> cultural pluralism. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, Christ. Look, one last lip sync contest. Oh, dear, man. Well, they do the umbrella. I don't know what that means. Uh, sorry, the song by Rihanna, not the thing to shield you from the rain. Oh, okay. So there's some crazy dance move the kids are doing now. <laughs> yeah, the umbrella. <laughs> they did a, a song with the chorus that sounded an awful lot like a, a very moving 90s track. I can never remember what it's called. Mm. You gotta be strong, you gotta be tough, you gotta be wiser. You know that one? That was the same song, wasn't it? No, because they changed some of the lyrics and, uh, okay. and, and some of the notes. <laughs> Okay. We gotta be bold, we gotta be brave, we gotta be free. We gotta get loud, making that change, we gotta believe. Okay, everyone shut up. <laughs> everyone write in. Now, we're gonna wait until you've written well, in. Everyone sing at the same time right now to make it easier. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I've, I found? Skype now has a, um, a raise hand button, so um, I think. You know, you can carry on talking, and then when I've got something to um, to say, <laughs> I will step in. We'll catch up yeah. at the end. There'll be time for questions from Goodman. Yeah, so, yeah, the credits start, and a more intense dance member bre- number breaks out, which um, leads me to believe that this whole thing's going to turn into Gaspar Noe's climax of the camera- cameras kept rolling, <laughs> the Cambered Hope. So, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Let's start with Mark. What did you make of it this time around? It was definitely more difficult to watch all the way through. <laughs> There were like a few moments of more complex conversation, like I brought up with Ben and Uma, where they have this conversation, mm. and 
you kind of think like is Uma being unreasonable but then you're also mm. like he's being like extremely paternalistic to her so yeah. I get why she's like extremely angry and is like I'm doing it my way go away yeah so like it had a few moments it dragged a lot more than I thought it would when I helped <laughs> to make this choice to do it for this episode I have to say <laughs> and it's two hours excellent <laughs> it has to be two hours so it can be broken into four good broadcastable <laughs> chunks with 26 minutes each. Hey, it's Desiree. You gotta be. Ah, good stuff. You can all listen to that at home, and the three of you when you go home. Because I know you're, you're secretly podcasting in the same room. I actually went to yes. work. I don't I know have to happened. go to work anymore, but I went to it in order to do this <laughs> podcast. I just felt the vibe was correct. <laughs> uh, Sophie, how did you find it? I missed the presence of alcohol this time around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are a straight edge podcast. I think that as I was watching it, I became aware that there's like a certain era of like 90s action movie whereby the concept of being trapped on an island, being punished for the sins of your parents and having to like try and break out of it would be like classic 90s action film. And I just kept thinking about that the entire time that I was watching this film. Um because I think that that's one of the main stumbling blocks is that they don't like to commit too hard to making the evil people bad. But equally, yeah. mm. the very foundation of this society is like some dystopian hellscape in many ways. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. God, that, that's curious. The idea of sins punishable, but um, sins of the father sort of returning and such sins of the parents. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if that was sort of the burgeoning sort of realizations of the extinction rebellion sort of coming about there. Just what are you done? Dad. But, like, it's the fact that it doesn't seem to grapple with it. And, like, the yeah. good guys are the good guys. Yeah. And you're like, can you not don't worry see about what's happening? Yeah, at yeah, one the, moment, the, the, Ben's the... like, I never considered the fact that the people I didn't take to paradise would feel sad about it. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, they're being forced to continue living in the slums with, like, you know, you're like, oh, never really thought, I thought about I it I thought I got before. all the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but the poor bring it on themselves. They spend all their money on chips and tellies. <laughs> and having giant tentacles. It's true. Being Scottish. <laughs> Being kind of costly Scottish. endeavor. <laughs> it is costly. It spends so much money on everything. Shortbread. <laughs> Ridiculous heroin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, Goodman, what did you make of it? Oh, yeah, look, from Slow minute man. one, it was it was um, flabbergasting. <laughs> I, I was stupefied for most of the movie and just how garish, gaudy, and unabashed it was about everything. It honestly didn't annoy me all that much. The dog did annoy me very, very much. Oh. Um, yeah, it's fair. Every, every line <laughs> just got worse and worse. I didn't I didn't find any of the characters obnoxious or unlikable, really. Mm. They're all just kids who just who like dancing, and they're in this movie. Um, yeah. And it's I always like watching uh, people who are good at dancing dance, no matter yeah. how many times they insist on cutting. Uh, yeah. No matter how intently they want us to not see them dance. <laughs> You can still see bits of the dance. Um, you will not see us dance. Ha 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 ha. But like, this is why we don't need escape from Tomorrowland, right? Because this, this for <laughs> Sorry, me, let is me just... just take a moment to just really take a breath in before you intake on that endeavor of linking these two <laughs> concepts. Go, go ahead, sir. So, so Escape from Tomorrowland, the the film that was seen as this attack on Disney and and oh, I see the satire of Disney. This sums up most of my problems with Disney. The sort of ankle deep themes. The voice, the, the, the auto-tune, the sort of the nasal forcing out of every word to make it sound like sexy and pop. All, all of that and just the, const, like, the constancy of it was so draining for me. <laughs> um, I, I did feel kind of numb in the end. Not, not annoyed in the way that I would at the end of Phantom Menace or infuri- infuriated as I did at the end of Love Weddings and Other Disasters. But yeah. just there, there's, there's so much good kids content out mm. there that is just way better for them I'd, I'd be so worried i wouldn't want to make my kids no i'm not going to make them watch this but i wouldn't want to have them watch <laughs> this just because it's so shallow and crap there's better shallow stuff out there if you want to go for shallow <laughs> but i if i push too hard then they'll rebel and then they'll just be all about the descendants to life so <laughs> that's the rebellion for them yeah i i i, I don't know i had a, i had a, a deep <laughs> spiritual problem with this movie albeit the movie in general didn't annoy me really good <laughs> yes i would say that my issues with the movie were less existentially provocative i'd have liked some more distinct characters i think uh more memorable songs yeah. 
and to quote and to quote the very worst Hellboy, an adventure with more relatable stakes. But um, I did get excited in the thirty seconds where I genuinely thought that the um, good guy had not only brought over um, Ursula's kid, but also fallen in love with her during their time mm. together. That was a cool twist, yes. and it could have led to an interesting situation where it's like, huh, maybe she does deserve this more than me. She's actually trying to find equality for her people and such, and trying to liberate them from the hellhole that they've literally been mm. banished to through magic. You know, it's a cool twist and would have made for an interesting dynamic. And then just magic, you know, and true love's kiss and all that. Also, Mal is really worried about falling short of the expectations placed on her, but we don't really see people expecting all that much of her. No. It's that standard sort of Disney princess thing of, um, you know, oh, I don't, I don't want all this, all this pressure. And it's like, what? You're chilling in your palace with your big tiger. <laughs> True. <laughs> What's up? But it was breezy and it was bright and it wasn't boring. Um, and I yeah. liked, I liked, you know, stylistically, I liked some of it. I mean, visually, it's a chocolate marshmallow fudge cookie dough toffee caramel waffle and brownie sundae with fucking nuts on it so it's hard to appreciate any one flavor that's going on Mm. because it's just fucking everything and you are dying as a result of eating it (laughs) but there was definite effort put in in places that i really appreciated i think i I don't know i'd be curious to see the first one because what i really would have liked is more of a sense that these are the kids of the famous disney characters Mm. and i'm wondering at the first one you know where the premise was brand new and maybe played into that more because I did enjoy the little intertextual moments where they're like, you know, I didn't appreciate what's her name's Evie's love interest is Dopey's kid. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of cute and interesting. I would have been curious to see more little references like that and like references to, because um, there's another bit, what is it, where someone says, my dad says, oh, Gaston, that's it. Gaston's kid is the other henchman. Mm. And so he mentions to a character, you know, tell your dad who is the beast that he wish that my dad wishes that he'd killed you when you had the chance or something like that. And it's like, that's kind of cool so yeah. yeah i'd like more of a sense of these being the descendants but maybe that was covered in the first one yeah like the first one you do get to actually see the parents of the four main children okay. oh, and right. the main highlight of the first film is that mal's mum is played by Kristen chenoweth who gives mm. an outstanding performance as a crazy eccentric lady which i feel like she is perfect for she elevated the quality of that film immensely with every single scene that she was present in. And I think that they potentially just could not afford to get her back, hence why they transformed her into a giant lizard dragon and <laughs> just wrote her off. Fair enough. And then they couldn't afford the lizard dragon either, so they just wrote that off as well. And, and it they gets just up. No, she was the lizard. Wait, which like, lizard? Oh, the, the lizard in the cage. The one who Mal grabs and then she puts in a box to poke some holes in. That was her mother. I see. <laughs> They didn't tell you that because I don't know why. <laughs> because they know you saw the first one. Eh? And you have yeah. to. We admired this about Twilight as well, is you do have to respect something that is just fucking for the fans. Unapologetically, mm-hmm. yeah. people like this. This is a movie for them. I wouldn't ever criticise the second movie in, an, in a franchise for not explaining mm. anything about the first. I really think if you're complaining about that, you should just go and watch the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think there's something to be said about a movie that can stand alone. But yeah, I think it's nice to be rewarding people who have been paying attention to the franchise. I guess I just I saw this as something being relative one thing that I did think whilst watching this is that I can see how kids would like have fun with like the dolls of these characters because it does minimal work to set up the sort of dynamics between them who likes who who doesn't like who and the fashion that's going on and I could see very clearly how that would be then fun to make up your own stories with these characters mm-hmm. and, I, and to some extent that's you know what these franchises are there to do you know and it's the reason they've, a lot of the stuff that was around when i was a kid was around you know just, just there to be like <laughs> for kids yeah to like a little assembly make your own sort of stuff <laughs> here and i think the priority may have been there rather than you know uh telling its own story which is a shame because i think kids respond more warmly to that sort of thing but um but also um there is a series of books of this ah. and i don't know if the books came first or if the books came after But I also imagine there's an element of if you're creating a franchise and you want kids to consume all the things within the franchise, then they also have this book series that then kids get pushed towards. And then I wonder how much of this like extra fleshing out of stuff is stuff that is covered in the book series. That is interesting. They didn't didn't have time for that in the movies. They had had to (laughs) leave room for laughs for the laugh track that should have been behind this. (laughs) Because it did ultimately yeah. make me feel like, you know, those Disney Channel slash Nickelodeon sitcoms where, you know, kids are the main actors yeah. and all the, like, 
mm. they bring people in to play the parents generally have to yeah um, and, and it's My got si- the obnoxious laugh track on the back after some 10 year old says the smarmiest thing alive that's what this <laughs> felt like <laughs> yes it did remind me of that my sister is a big fan of um victorious with tori in the middle which i don't think is disney I, I, uh, I think it's, it's the one which had it's nickelodeon right it's the one that had ariana grande before she was big uh, okay. um and i did think about that a fair bit due to production design yeah. ariana grande's character has a bright red hair that's reminiscent of some of the hair in this yeah yeah like <laughs> the fashion though like i feel like because it is so bold there are some yes. that look really great like some of their like mm. outfits are like they have like small nods to who their parents are and like all of that kind of stuff yeah but then it also has yeah, the problem where some of them are f- god awful i hate the yellow <laughs> the and colors blue dress. just don't work yeah I hate the yellow and blue dress with such a deep burning passion mm. within me. We have a recurring <laughs> segment on our podcast, which is Fashion Watch, where right. like we highlight some like great fashion from things that we consume. And mm. I would dedicate an entire Fashion Watch segment just to how much I hate that dress. <laughs> <laughs> and the shoes. And oh, like no, it comes it so from much. this character who is like, Evie is like the fashion character. Yeah. And she does fashion. But like when you're like, you're the fashion character and you made this. <laughs> Have you seen this? But again, it's about the dolls. Because for little kids, very little kids, colour schemes is very important in terms of distinguishing the sort of the kids. Having like a unique colour scheme of like, okay, the yellow and blue one is this character and you know, this one is the What is Evie's colour? Does she have blue hair? Blue. She blue she's blue and she always has red yes. hearts that are a nod to the evil right. queen's box where she wants to put snow white's heart uh, in it that is cute <laughs> i spent too much time checking out the fashion <laughs> while the film was happening because hey, i was like Gotta i don't do really something. care i think but... that's kind of what it's here for in the same way and i'm not being facetious in this in the same way that everything i watched when i was a kid was like hey kids <laughs> check out this cool new vehicle they've got don't you want to buy that the new vehicle that they're using buy it so you can have it in your own home i feel like that was the intention here of just oh shit that's a new outfit for her that's true like everyone is like a new set to buy yeah yeah Mm. so you know there'll always be that aspect to it what with it being disney and such it's it's (sighs) may have run out of things to say about it other people talk (laughs) (laughs) quick fire uh, shall we quick fire things that we liked about it? Yes. Let's talk about some good things. And then maybe we can conclude afterwards. Let's find some, for- some sort of synthesis. Quick fire. My first one is um, on, on China McLean, who plays Uma, the daughter mm. of Ursula. There's yeah. a moment at the start of her song, What's My Name, where she sings with no backing track. And she actually sings really well. What's my name? Mm. Uma? What's my name? What's my name? Uma! And then the song starts and then it goes yeah. down a little bit. But there's yeah. like that moment of raw singing where she sounds good. <laughs> I did notice that actually come to mention it. I was like, oh, there's a song coming. And that's not something I thought a lot during this movie because usually it was just, oh, fuck, there's a song we're in. Yeah, suddenly <laughs> song. Oh. <laughs> good point. Um, Sophie? Um, on a fashion note, I did like that even at the start when Mal is at her most attempting to conform, she has teeny tiny dragon earrings as like a little <laughs> nod to her true nature. Mm. What's that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was good dancing in places. There's mm. plenty going on. You know, like multiple in every musical number. <laughs> um, but the, the good thing as well with having these trained dancers in was that some of the sword fights kind of looked cool as well. Yeah. Um, even though the choreography was, wasn't great because it was, I do my move, now you do yours. Um, yeah. There were still people doing flips and, yeah. and looking quite you know, balletic with, um, and ballistic with their weapons. Yeah. And sometimes you got to see the whole movement from beginning to end. And it's always <laughs> satisfying to watch somebody do something like that competently and capably. Yes. And I, yeah, the early on sword fight dance where, you know, it's like this fencing school mm. in there. That was, that was good. That was a good sequence. I think it was, it felt like a big production. Um, and yeah, some of the dancing was good. Some of which I really liked in the opening credits. The dad, who I think is the beast, who's just this big chunky dude. He's got a big old thick neck, and he's you know he just looks like a bouncer. And he does some like dancing, and is actually quite nimble in his dancing. And I always like that. I always like when mm. a big guy turns out to be actually quite smooth. Mm. I'll just have as my good thing. Uh, Chad Charming, the kid of um, Prince Charming. He was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed him. I liked him. He was so terrible. So if something were to happen, you know what I'm saying. 
something bad, we get it. God forbid. But if something were to happen, who do you think would be in line to be king? I liked him. He's played by a guy called Jedediah Goodacre, which is a great name. Wow. Um, he looks like a young Gary Busey. He's doing a lot of face <laughs> stuff, a lot of tooth stuff. Had a bit of Jim Carrey in there. There's a bit of Jim Carrey in there, and I enjoyed when he was around, because if this is going to be broad, I would like it to be that broad, please. There is a moment in um, It's Going Down, the song where they're on the boat fighting, when mm-hmm. um, China McLean bites at the camera. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole good <laughs> thing. That's that's good. I enjoy that. <laughs> I liked that Harry Hook is delivering peak chaotic bisexual energy yes. throughout the entire <laughs> film, and I respect that. I said Phil would be the king now, eh? <laughs> My God, he was he was fabulous. That's the only way to put Muscly, it. angry dancer. The eyes. <laughs> Oh god, I yes, he was another performer I appreciated quite a, quite a good quite a bit. Uh, well, I'll follow on from that. Um, yeah, I, I liked his sort of angry energy that he had whilst dancing, but um, he also <laughs> during is it, it's going down. Um, yes, there's a line of his which is just make one wrong move without the ability to. It, it, oh it's yes, very nicely timed, and the kind of the like the open vowels there, the Scottish accent was <laughs> perfectly suited. Um. There's a, this is just a lyric is all it is is and I think it's an Ursula's song but I don't think Ursula's kid sings it it's um never learn to count because I'm number one <laughs> yeah um that's hook I think I love that what a great line <laughs> I never I never had any other reason to count other than to know that I was number one <laughs> well, how many beans do you want well I'm number one so okay an appropriate number of beans for that I'm just please. gonna give you these. <laughs> That seems appropriate, thanks. How much money is that? I'm number one. Okay. Okay, off you go. Um, I had a moment... So, like, um, I've got, like, a lot of issues with Mal and Ben's general relationship. Like, there are, like, a lot of things. Like, she tries to wipe his memory, and then he's, like, apologising yeah. to her, and then we don't deal with the fact that she, she just tried yeah. to erase his memory. I was so amazed when that started to happen. I was like, oh my god, this is like the worst thing that would happen in a season of Buffy. It's such a violation, and we just don't <laughs> talk about it. Um, but I do really like how he looks at her. I feel like his staring yeah. happily in love at her acting was good. Excellent. I liked him in general. Uh-huh. I actually, he's probably the most likeable guy, because I, I was expecting him to be the smarmiest yeah um yeah the most full of himself character like um that, he's yeah. very well intentioned yeah yes and yeah just a very innocent face and his line when when that happens of, are you trying to spell me yeah <laughs> take back this moment that has passed return it reverse it are you trying to spell me right now um to build on chad there is like a really specific moment where he because he keeps sneaking in to try and use their 3d printer obviously because it's a hot commodity mm. Um, and he does. Yeah. He's like got a key to their room, and when they call him on it, he does such an exaggerated look of surprise <laughs> at the key that was just in that like me kind of moment. Yeah. And I just really, really loved it. <laughs> no, I enjoyed every moment he was around because I could. I knew I could count on him doing something yeah. crazy, and I think he knew <laughs> the kind of performance yeah. this movie needed. It's not a time to go subtle. Well, following on from that, then, um, there's, yeah, another bit where he's found with the 3D printer, mm. but he's on the floor. Um, does he get a call, a phone call or something? And they come in and they try to chastise him for what he's doing, but he just sort of holds up a hand while he's lying <laughs> on the floor. And he's like prone, holding up a hand behind him. And the way the camera's positioned as well was just just perfect for that <laughs> abrupt <laughs> gesture. And it got across everything about his character. Brilliant. It was really good. Um, I really like Grizzy, the little kid who works in the dye shop. I liked her costume design. Um, I like the character. I didn't feel like she was overplayed, like a precocious little girl. Um, yeah, I liked her. Mm. I thought she was very endearing. You used to do Evie, right? Yeah, I thought of little braids. You have any ideas for me? The washed-out blonde with purple tips. The best of no worlds. <laughs> you can't see where your face ends and your hair begins. <laughs> um, I did like the the line from Ben. I think it was um just after they run away from Uma. And they've had this conversation where she's told him how rightfully angry she is, and she says, uh, "Um, and I'm, um, and I'm." Um, he says, "Um, she's just an angry girl with a bad plan." And I like that's not the best line, but I like that it's like a description of a good villain. It sums up a lot of people I know. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it's just like the sense that she is just so angry that she wants to get out of the current situation, which 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 like the best villains are right of what they're fighting for. Yes. But they're just doing it in the wrong way. Which yeah, she's... I, I, I don't think that she is in this case. No, not necessarily. She can do with being exactly this militant. Yeah, God, she's like Killmonger from Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, like she deserves for her plan to, to, to succeed. Yeah. But I thought that it was a good sentiment. Just imagine the concept of prisoners. It, like mixed... If you had a mixed prison and the prisoners started having kids and you still get the kids in the prison. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> just madness and madness. There are ethics. Ethics exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine's way more, way less deep, and it was just <laughs> when Mulan's daughter disguises herself in order to have the the sword fight to prove that she can be on the team. Mm. She just does a really good hair flip when she reveals her <gasps> identity. Love it. Love Ooh. a hair flip. Yeah. Hard one to pull off. That's a good one. And I did like how that resolved incidentally <laughs> with the um the loophole of um there must be a captain and eight men so i mm. guess she's the captain then yeah 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 that was that was clever yeah. and i was like oh that's neat i love doing that in movies i will say it out loud <laughs> that's so neat <laughs> neat I'm, I'm not allowed in cinemas anymore or most living rooms <laughs> mum uh the evil apple bobbing <laughs> was superb oh those fuck those those nasty kids they're bobbing those apples in a wicked way <laughs> the way they do it to the Badass music, the slow motion head flicks when they <laughs> rip the apples out of the water. <laughs> Gotta love that. I mean, like, um, that's the one thing that I think of when, when, when like, I think of bad people. Is yeah. that apple bobbing? <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Has he bobbed an apple? How is he going to go about that? <laughs> yeah. Nice Jafar. I nice. saw him bobbing apple myself, Governor. I did. <laughs> <laughs> saw him bobbing apples with my own eyes. <laughs> right, apple bobber he is. <laughs> Actually, it's people who bob apples now. <laughs> <laughs> New guidance, sir. Um, okay, this is so minor, but Mal, in one of her costumes, I think it's when she's like resplendently evil in her five minutes that she's on the island in her own crib. She has a pair of trousers that's like mostly little chains going around mm. it, and that just occurred to me as being a super 90s piece of kit, and I really appreciated that. I feel like most of mine are like about Uma, but my next one is also about Uma. <laughs> She's got her song What's My Name that she sings when she gets like introduced. But then there's the moment after the big fight happens and she's lost and they've got away. And she like starts up the What's My Name, What's My Name again to get Hook to do the call to her, no, no, to do the response to her call of What's My Name. He says Uma. They have a great time. And like it kind of, (laughs) in that moment, it suddenly feels sad. What's my name? What's my name? And you're like, yeah. this is like a coping mechanism for her where she needs this validation uh-huh. of like, w- 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 what's my name? Say my name. Yeah. yeah and please. I just felt, felt really bad for her like in that moment. Aw. Aw. That's sweet. And that's the power of, of like a reprise, I think. <laughs> Definitely. I felt that power in that moment. Uh, on a song note, um, mm. when we think that he's in love with her and they're doing their little dance, they're dancing to kiss the girl, which temporarily gave me a small moment of wondering if the Little Mermaid songs exist in this world as to how that is there but also did occur to me that it does like indicate that there is magic at play because that is you know referencing that scene that's cute that's a good reference maybe Sebastian became like a recording artist after his um, adventure maybe there's just like a half man half crab scuttling about on board it's just a coked up crab scuttling his way along the um, the boardwalk he became Ricky Martin I assumed it was magic Im- immediately and I liked the twist like you but I thought oh they could go for basically um, the period of the Dark Knight Rises where Bane occupies Gotham um, where the Such king is reference. under the magic spell yeah, you know, that's it's just where my brain went and uh, I've got to run with it. Um, you know, they, they live in this suddenly dystopian society where the king is under this spell and Uma is ruling through him, but she's saccharine, schmaltzy, cutesy, nice to anyone. And it's, you know, I found it really unnerving when she was like that um, throughout the, the duration of the spell. And obviously it, it wasn't, it, just, it was just shitey CGI, but props to the twist in itself. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I sat up. Yeah. 
and for the first <laughs> time in, for the first time in the movie thought to myself where's this gonna go uh, but but <laughs> that's the first time no sorry that's the first time i said it not out of desperation um there's a a bit there's an establishing shot of the docks and we have like a little girl on the dock fishing and she just sighs dejectedly (laughs) (laughs) just amused me how bleak that image was of just this little girl (laughs) trying to catch a fish i wish just being really sad fish and live on the good island (laughs) (laughs) it was a very cute image uh the only one i've got on the vein of like an extra is um there's when the fight goes down there's one extra that i noticed that she runs straight at the camera she looks so panicked and it made me laugh a lot because she was like oh. holding her hat she's holding a basket and she's like got like the fake scared face and it was amazing <laughs> i genuinely did quite enjoy when um uma is supposed to be rocking the boat and everyone's just doing like very original star trek just like running <laughs> from one side of the boat to the other <laughs> to imply that it's being rocked <laughs> Um, and then my only other one is slightly repetitious, but I did like the romantic montage in Evie and Mal's song because it was just gals who are pals singing about their undying love for each other. Yeah. As you do. That's all <laughs> I've got. Love it. It fueled my fan fiction. The fairy godmother shushing and like, mime pushing away the journalists at the beginning was great. Um, just a nice <laughs> oh, yeah. tight little bit of physical comedy there. When Ben... The king is, is saying to Mal that she's perfect. She kind of goes, ha, ha, ha. That is me. I am perfect. I like this laboured way that she forced that sentence out. Uh, the, the picnic that they're on, she offers him a, a hot or a hot hors d'oeuvre. And it, for me, it was on a par with wrapped candies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. It was a lovely mouth sound. Would you like a hot hors d'oeuvre? Um, penultimate hot thing. Hot hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> hot hors d'oeuvre. When... Um, a Mulan's kid is finally the captain of the team. Um, she's getting them to train in, in their suspiciously short training sessions that they have throughout the movie. She turns to Chad and just goes, Pick it up, Chad! <laughs> which, which, <laughs> you know, there's such a thing as a sore winner. But, um... Oh, I did also like the line she says shortly after that, where she's just, she says something like, um, just wait till I tell mom. Oh. That was really sweet. Like, she would Her mum would appreciate that, of all of them. What up, she'd have loved um, that. And finally... The, the the final musical mm. number, not Desiree. Oh yeah. When they're all dancing, over almost over the sound of the music is the sound of them splashing in the water. They didn't turn it down yeah. or <laughs> mute it so you could hear <laughs> or just appreciate what was going on. They insisted on the <laughs> with every single movement, and it was just <laughs> such a cacophony. I guess just fuck me, I suppose. Um, I like to imagine that the like ADR guy was like louder water. I need to hear the water more. <laughs> I want this to be flash dance. <laughs> there were some really good moves in there. I really yeah. liked the the final dance sequence with the uh, with the boat and the water. There were some really good moves. Yeah, yeah, from Carlos as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, I think my last one then. Well, there was some really nice exterior shots of the school. I'll say that it looked quite pretty. The outside of the house. Mm. Then they cut inside to the Disney set, and it was a yeah, like a. Like and your eyes went. Yeah, then your eyes went. <laughs> Last one then is when Evie's boyfriend, they're, they're discussing things and he's saying, uh, where does it come up? He says, um, but in any case, he decides that he's going to throw shade at, um, at Happy. And he says something like, um, don't let the family name, you know, mislead you. You know, they're not all happy. Kind of a mm. dark streak, in fact. That was yeah. quite amusing. <laughs> I did it. There's some kind of fucking dark streak going on with Happy's kid. Yeah. The serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's Descendants <laughs> 3. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Get happy. So, yeah, I think that's it. So, Paul, did we hear anything from the OG team? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, OG team. <laughs> Alright then, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Look, honestly, just most of Disney that isn't the, the last <laughs> five or six things they've done. Or did they? Is, is, is Raya uh, Disney or Disney Pixar? It's Disney, isn't it? Raya's Disney. Um, I'm pretty sure Soul was Disney. Yeah, but it's Pixar, isn't it? Okay, so the last five yeah. or six things they did on their own. Yeah. I'm curious what these are before I allow the live this. action. Before I offer. Oh, the live probably. action. St- oh, okay, the live action remakes. Okay. Good. I mean, I mean, That's yeah, fine. just don't watch those. But um, you know, Dis- Disney in general, there's 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 just so much more substance and heart and. Great life lessons and stories yeah. in general um, to be had, and this just felt like a branch or twig at the end of a great old tree that 
probably should be pruned. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be so down on this thing. I, I again, didn't mind it. <laughs> so you got an ally in me. <laughs> I thought it was all right. <laughs> um, I kind of struggled to think of a comparative point because I don't feel like I've really seen anything like this. Um, <laughs> so... They had a lyric in like the first song, which was change the way the story is told. So I was trying to think of a film that sort of changed the way that fairy tales were approached that also had like the soundtrack as a strong element and had a dragon in. So I went for Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Excellent. And what does Shrek mean to you? I mean, what does Shrek mean to all of us, really? (laughs) Smash mouth. (laughs) Well, yeah. Shrek walked so that we could run. um, (laughs) I just I felt like they managed to at least what Shrek is doing is interrogating fairy tale cliches in a Mm. way that is in some ways making I feel like it achieves what it set us out to do a little bit better than this does because I feel like this has a lot of foundational concepts that it doesn't seem to want to commit fully enough to really like address and properly delve into whereas I'm not saying Shrek is a masterpiece, but I do think they managed to, in some ways, critique the concept of fairy tales slightly more effectively. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. Great. Mark? Um, I went with um, Anastasia, the film, the um, animated film, okay. because hmm. they both deal with themes of like trying to redefine yourself in the context of... Hmm. Like in like um, in um, Anastasia's case, it, um, it's her, her realising who she is and then she has to grapple with that fact. And then she ends up like rejecting who she used to be for who she is now. And I feel like it does that better than this film does. Um, and then just it's not the 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 like original film, but the Broadway musical has like an extra character who is the son of like a revolutionary. And mm. he has the same kind of journey as the kids of the villains have here, where he has to try to grapple with the fact that the he's the son of this person who killed Anastasia's parents. So like, does he have to be like his father? And then Mm. he has to deal with that once he's got to know her. And then he's like, do I kill you? Because I feel like I should based on my heritage. Cool. Good stuff. Well, I, I, yes, with my one and better thing, I wanted to focus on, yeah, something where it's about the kids or the next generation kind of dealing with the mistakes and shortcomings and legacy of um, their parents and the previous generation. And obviously the first thing I think about is The Last Jedi. But um, I think I might have mentioned it a couple of times before in the podcast, so mm. I'm probably fair enough I might be able to leave that. Unfortunately, the other big thing that came to mind, I'm pretty sure I have also re- recommended before on this podcast, but screw it, it's worth another go, It's the video game Mortal Kombat X. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually. Yes, I have. Um, it's um, yeah, it's a really interesting game. It's um, Mortal Kombat Nine was a big reboot of the entire franchise, and everybody said, "Hey, you've actually got a really good and interesting story." It's a shame you still have really exploitative stuff like characters with massive cleavages, you know, beating the crap out of each other. And they actually took it on board. And Mortal Kombat X has much more subdued character design, which you can actually get behind and like. But also, after an introduction in the story mode. The story cuts forward about 20 years and catches up with all of the kids of this of the fighters you know and love, including, yeah, Sonya Blade and um, Johnny Cage's kid, Cassie Cage, who's the best, Jax's kid, um, what's her name? I think it's Jackie. <laughs> Jackie Briggs, I think, is her name. She's great. And they're just really fun. And they have, like, similar personalities, but in very interesting and different ways. And, you know, you've got your first ever um, gay character or openly gay character in Mortal Kombat is Kung Lao's nephew, um, Kung Jin. It's just a really kind of good and interesting game with characters you actually like. So it was a big surprise. Uh, probably less so now that's my second time recommending it. But hey, if you haven't played Mortal Kombat X, give it a go. Cool. I'm still surprised. <laughs> still surprised? God, what's going on? <gasps> that was the one better thing. The one better thing. So, Sophie and Mark, how can people find out about, you know what I like? Hang on, I wrote a thing. (laughs) 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 Love it. Cannot be relied upon to remember it off the top of my head. I've been doing this for we've been doing this for four years, I couldn't tell you. How do we even Google us? Doesn't even know my name. (laughs) (laughs) It's Jeff. Um, you can listen to us most places where podcasts are available, including but not limited to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean, to name a few. Um, and you can also keep up to date with us on Twitter at YKWIL Podcast. Not that we update the Twitter that regularly, but. We do it every month. It's hard. Every month? Yeah. It's really hard to think of 140 characters. There's more than that now. <laughs> but to think about that, you know, every now and then, it's horrible. 
I don't have that much to say ever. <laughs> um, and I've got a personal plug. Um, I've got a graphic mm. novel that I wrote that's being published by um um Ooh. um Arledge Comics called Cream Made. Ooh. If you just Google for Cream Made and um Arledge Comics, make sure you put that after, or you get some naughty things for Cream Made. <laughs> <laughs> Should say but it's a family-friendly it, all-ages comic. Yes, it's like a queer all-ages comic that stars a um anthropomorphic cat. Um, antics ensue. And it's coming out this year. I love it. So you can pre-order it now. And you can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you. Go there now. Pre-order it. Pre-order. You know you want to. Or I'll sing at you in in talking form. (laughs) Or Descendants (laughs) 3 next week. (laughs) Otherwise you'll be in Descendants 4. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, given just, you know, hypothetically, what if people wanted to find out about one good thing? Well, if they absolutely must, Twitter and Facebook (laughs) has pretty much the bare minimum from us. Um, You can... Check us out there at OGT Pod. We put out the call for the OG team. Cool. Um, there every week. That's you at home. So remember that because I'm not going to tell it. Tell you again. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's nice. Did, did, did whole thing. A little freestyle rap there. <laughs> yeah, there's another one for you. Disney could have used that. <laughs> I, was, I was saying to Paul the other week about how sometimes I feel like I, I warm up at the end of an episode. And I'm ready for jokes. It's not today. <laughs> it's not how today's working. We have a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to exclusive content such as the second part in our story time, uh, Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell, Eat Your Heart Out, where we finish the tale of uh, the wonderful, fantastical Gonthry and her cheeses <laughs> um, and, and how it all pertains to Neil Morrissey. Um, we have also got some sneak peek uncut access to our Halloween 2021 episode mm. some Paul's pictures in there some let's plays uh, there's a lot going on DVD challenges coming up maybe there's a DVD challenge you know coming who? up with some with Mark and Sophie I don't know them but um, they're sure to be it's sure to be great <laughs> who are they? they're booked know. in someone booked them in gets my yeah. pictures <laughs> was that our agent? <laughs> hang on god you've heard from him oh, Jesus <laughs> you what? <laughs> Must be an alcohol shortage in Nova Scotia. Bye. If he's getting in touch, that was that was, that was Barbara. He's <laughs> furious. Well, so he should be. Oh God, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. You guys? You guys want to say who you are? Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I always wait for Mark to go first. <laughs> I didn't know that it was waiting on us. I was just kind of like, I'm waiting for the spiel to happen. <laughs> <laughs> for the bullshit. <laughs> I'm Mark. I'm Sophie. And remember, the one good thing about Descendants 2 is every so often the cat has got to go outside <laughs> Oh, and we stopped looking at it <laughs> you could blink now and then <laughs>